It is Tuesday afternoon, a special matinee edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, how's it going? Very good, man. We have a we have a somewhat condensed um, show, although timing wise, it may turn out to be a regular length show because the format of today's show is going to be a little bit altered because. You, sir, you lucky scurvy bastard. <laughs> what? You got off lucky, and you were able to skip Monday Night Raw because of Canada's hockey obsession. Uh, and um, and I, I'm very I'm very jealous of you because Mon- Monday Night Raw was not a good show uh, by and large. Um, and, uh, so, uh, where, whereas typically we do the highs and lows, mm-hmm. um, for both of us, um, because it's just me talking about, uh, Monday Night Raw, um, tonight, I'm going to take you through the entire show, and because Halloween Havoc is a pay-per-view, the both of us are going to take you through that entire show because it is a, uh, well, it's not really a pay-per-view, but like a special. Um, and so- we, we will be starting with Halloween Havoc going into Monday Night Raw, and we have the 100 scariest moments in, in horror movies and wrestling roulette to round it out. Absolutely. So, uh, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I, I hate I hate to start the show off like this, but Elio, I, I almost feel like it's a it's a requirement that that the the theme music for for today's show should be a slow funeral march. Because that because, is that is possible to do. Because Halloween Havoc you know, yes, the the opening five-man ladder match and the closing uh, triple threat match for the NXT Championship, those two matches were fantastic. Absolutely fantastic matches. Mm-hmm. The, the rest of the card, I could have taken a two-hour nap <laughs> and, and not missed a goddamn thing. The rest of this card was embarrassing. And, you know, right right from the top, before we even get into the first match, we get our first dose of embarrassment with Quincy Elliott as one half of the co-hosts for Halloween Havoc. You know... Well, I gotta ask you, I gotta ask you before you go on, did I, did I see Lash Legend coming out to the ring? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Well, luckily, luckily that wasn't in the opening of the show. I think people would have would have absolutely turned Halloween Havoc off if, if Lash Legend had been one of the first things we'd seen on our screen. But okay. Uh, let's not let's not let's not sour. Um, the show that back quickly with Lash Legend mentioning no. goddamn she's awful. <laughs> but the com- the combination of her and Quincy Elliott is just uh, disgusting. But um, but thank God we had uh, we had Shanti Blackheart to save us all. She had 
She had two very, uh, very nice outfits that she uh, that she showcased for um, her co-hosting duties. Oh, she had two. I, I thought she only had the one. No, she had two. The, okay, uh, the, I, the I, I, I missed the opening uh, match. That's why. Okay. Well, you gotta go. You gotta go back and and watch the opening match because that was the, one of the highlights of the show. But the first outfit that she had was a Joker outfit. Oh, and, and then which she pulled off very well. Um, but the, the but the second one was my personal favorite. Uh, Michael Keaton needs your heart great. out. Beetlejuice has never looked so sexy. Ever. Can, can we get Chauncey Blackheart from Beetlejuice too? Please. <laughs> Take my money now. No, no. Now, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, not not that you log into the to the show to hear this kind of stuff, but just as just as a sidebar, um, because I'm I'm, I'm the co-host, and I, it's my show, and I can say what I want. I have a thing for tattooed girls in 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 badass, well done, uh, you know, uh, you know, costumes like that. Yeah, I'm not talking like the like the you know the college parties and the and the slutty costumes. Like I'm talking about like the really well done costumes and stuff. That like it's like. That well played there, and 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 Beetle and Beetlejuice is one of those that I feel like is so overdone. Mm-hmm. But when it's done well, it's like I appreciate it. So it's like when you combine like girl, uh, a good-looking girl with tattoos and Beetlejuice, it's like yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Quincy Elliott out here ruining this moment for me? <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> well, that's my question. Um, but um, but then then uh, things immediately improved with the first match mm-hmm. uh, for the North American title, uh, five play ladder match. Um, so the the combatants in this match were. Um, Wesley, Carmelo Hayes, Nathan Frazier, Von Wagner, and Oro Mensa. And I confess, ladies and gentlemen, I I have been I have been somewhat um, non-exposed to talents such as Nathan Frazier and Oro Mensa because of my uh, my somewhat limited um, NXT. Uh, 2.0 or NXT rebrand uh, exposure. Well, um, they didn't need the Fisher was NXT UK, but yeah, even that one, uh, you didn't really watch much. Yeah, well, guilty as charged, but yeah, um, but, uh, yeah Nathan Fisher, <laughs> one of South Round's students. A- absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I found that out during my research. Uh, mm-hmm. this week for for this show, um, and he he definitely uh, he definitely did Seth Rollins proud in this match because, um, I felt like all five guys really stepped their game up, and 
you know, because ladder matches is one of those things where we've seen so many of them. It's like, you know, what could you possibly do to stand out? Mm-hmm. And I have to give credit where credit is due. I tend to dismiss ladder matches nowadays when I really shouldn't. And and these guys blew my mind with what they were able to do. Um, several guys had some standout uh, performances, and all five guys did a fantastic job. Um, so obviously we get the normal, um, you know, rush for the ladders to start off, and you know, the obligatory, you know who's going to try to get up the ladder first to get the, the title and stuff like that. Then then we start getting some really cool spots. And I'm not going to go spot by spot because it, it takes too long. But I, I do want to um, call out um, quite a few very cool um, spots on this match. The first one was uh, he... Carmelo Hayes hitting his reverse leg drop, also known as Mellow Don't Miss, uh, into the ropes on, I believe it was Wesley. Um, but then um, Nathan Frazier hit a beautiful Spanish fly onto the ladder. I have a, I have a soft spot for the Spanish fly. I just think that move is, is, is cool as fuck. No matter how many times I see it, the Spanish fly just is like, wow. Um, and then, um, you know, Von Wagner does some big man cool shit. I have to tell you, I think, I think this was my favorite, uh, my favorite performance of Von Wagner that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he had, he had that one spot where he, he did the, I don't know if you remember this, Elio, but it reminded me of like that WWE 12 spot where, you know, Big Show, you know, throws the smaller guy over the top rope and just smashes him into the announce table. It was, yeah. that, it was that exact spot except in real life and not oh, a video wow. game. Okay. I mean, holy shit. I mean, good God. The, the the fact the the fact that um the fact that 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 move even took place in an actual match is just like it, it immediately made me like sit up and and pay closer attention to the match um it it was it was a really cool spot and and see this is these these are also the kind of spots where it's like tell me wrestling's fake again you fucking assholes like oh they know how to fall fuck you how about how about you get thrown get thrown out of the ring onto the announce onto uh, or through the announce table you dumb fuck that that's what I would like to do. What Von Wagner did to this guy is what I would like to do to half of the IWC numb nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but then uh, tri- tri- 
Trick Williams uh, comes into the ring uh, to try to get the to get the um, title down for um, Carmelo Hayes. I I hate this spot. What do you do? You like this spot, Elio? I don't like Trick Williams. <laughs> That's the only thing I didn't like about it. I didn't uh, like about the match. Is Trick Williams this spot? Stop! Why are you even there? <laughs> um, well, I just you know you, your our mutual distaste for um, Trick Williams aside, I don't like this spot. No, no, I don't. Because yeah, like, it it cheapens the purpose of the ladder match. Mm-hmm. You know if if somebody else can go in there and win it for one of the participants. That's like James, like, that's like James Ellsworth uh, uh, grabbing the championship belt for Carmella. Exactly. Exactly. Fantastic reference. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Um, but, um, but yeah, oh my God. And then, and then we get Robert Stone, who um, who then tries to um, to get Trick Williams off the ladder. He then throws a shoe at Trick Williams. <laughs> what is this, Teddy Long? And gets he gets tipped off the ladder and goes tumbling over the ropes onto the floor. I th- I thought he I I thought um. I, I thought Robert Stone got legitimately hurt there. That looked like a bad spill. Um, uh, but but that was before the uh, that was before the the announcer table spot with uh, with uh, Wagner and uh, Wesley. Um, the fact that Wesley won this match after taking that spot was like holy shit. Um, and then, um, the, um, it, it, it was just a fun match, like, overall. Mm-hmm. Like, do, do I necessarily understand why Oro Mensa was in there? No. <laughs> uh, do I understand why, uh, um, why Von Wagner was in there? No. But I understood why, you know, Nathan Frazier was in there. I understood why Carmelo Hayes was in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just, can someone remind me? Well, and, and, and this is just because I don't watch NXT regularly, but Elio, help me out. Why is, why is the North American title vacant at this point? Um... Right, because uh, Solo Sokol was the last one that to uh, hold that title. The, oh, then, then he, he right. got he got moved up to SmackDown. That's right. So then, okay, I remember now. I remember now. Yeah. Duh. And then and then and then why did Sean? So then why did why did they have Solo Sokol win the title in the first place? Solo Sokol <laughs> didn't need the title. He was the badass in himself. I don't know. Jesus fucking Christ. Any, anyway, um, but this was definitely one of my high points of the night. And then, um, 
if I could actually get my computer to cooperate, I would I would go over the second match with you guys. Let me see what I can do here. Alright, so let me, uh, while my co-host is the, getting his computer trained out. So the second match was a spin-the-wheel-make-the-deal match, uh, which turned out to be a casket match between Apollo Crews and Grayson Waller. This match blew my mind in the worst possible way. This feud is just ridiculous. I... But but aside from aside from the feud itself being ridiculous, let let's, let's break down several elements because I was trying to figure out why this thing was a a, a casket match. Yeah, that was weird. That was a weird um, choice. Because well, and and the answer was because before the show, they they spin the wheel, but they spin the wheel, make the deal, kind of thing. No, I get that, but well, but but the, but the thing is, I I understand that that gimmick and it, it's a throwback to the old Halloween Havoc, and that's cool. But like, you know, can we get like a reshoot or like a re or like a redo? You know, when when we got these competitors in this kind of match, because like, you know. A casket match does not fit either one of these guys. No. Nope. <laughs> um, first of all, like it, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't work. Um, and then, um, I, I have to tell you, um, was it just me, or did a, did, did Apollo Cruz actually uh, lose this match? Um, to I mean, I mean what what I mean is I'm tr- I'm tr- okay. There it is. My computer's working now, so I can actually look. Um, but but like Apollo Cruz should have lost the match to begin with because he was the one that was put in the casket first. He got slammed through the casket. Mm-hmm. And the ref didn't call for the bell. It was almost like it was almost like they 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 didn't think through that spot. And the ref is looking around like that wasn't supposed to happen. So then they cut off the lights and out out come the fucking druids. No, no. To to bring us the um the Yokozuna size casket. Oh no! They even they even did the yoga's in a line, you know the uh, double wide, you know double deep casket. Uh, you know it, it's just what in the fuck is going on here? Yep. And I mean, it's just like so. So yeah, yeah, okay. So I was I wasn't wrong. So I was I was rereading I was rereading this review just to make sure that my memory served me correctly, just to make sure I was I was reporting it accurately to you guys. So I I, I actually got it right. But let me let me read this to you guys so you you guys know exactly what spot I'm talking about. So they they said that um, 
they they fight over to the announcer's table, obviously talking about Cruz and Waller, um, where Waller gets in a shot with a pen to, to take over. They go to the top rope, where Waller shoves him off and through the lid of the casket. So it was at this point where I'm like, okay, um, uh, well, Waller wins, you know, and you you could see you could see the 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 ref kind of like, well, the casket broke. How is the league gonna like? Doesn't this doesn't this count as a win? I mean, he's in the casket incapacitated. I mean, he was out. I don't think a lid makes a fucking difference at this point. No, no. Um, so, but anyway, so, so, so the lights go out and, and then the druids come with the yokas in a casket. This is, this, this is so stupid. You're making yourselves look stupid. If I'm the undertaker watching this shit, I'm having a fucking, I'm having a fucking, Stomach problem on my own couch. Oh no! <laughs> you know it, it's just like, good God! It's just, and and and, and the other thing, the other thing too. I mean that that whole false finish just took me out, and then the druids. I mean, what the fuck do druids have to do with Grayson Waller and fucking? Apollo Cruz. Nothing. Forget, forget the. I mean, forget the fuck finish for a minute, which which was enough to take me out of it to begin with. Um, because you could tell that that was a fuck up. Somebody really should have thought. Somebody really should have thought that spot out before they fucking did it. Um, but none. But nonetheless. But what? I mean, what? What? What is? What is this? Is Apollo Cruz the new Undertaker? Is Grayson Waller right. the new Undertaker? What, you know. Yeah, this is weird. Hold on, do they still have the? Uh, the yeah, the bloody eye thing was just ridiculous too. It's just it's absurd, and this thing was so stupid. I couldn't wait for it, and I couldn't wait. And that brings us to our, is this all we have on this match? Yes. Mercifully, <laughs> this was like the worst thing on the show. And then the, the next match was Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jane in a Weapons Wild match. Okay. First question before we before we get into to the match. And I, I, I am, am, am going to review the match because I promise I watched it. I didn't want to watch it. I, I didn't care. I didn't give a shit, but I watched it. Yeah, I was yeah. professional. Well, yeah. Let me ask you a question. Sure. What is a weapons wild match? It's a weapons match. Uh, I mean, what is it? I don't. <laughs> no, I know. No, no, that's why I'm. 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 That's that's uh, what I'm thinking. It's just like a basically a weapons match. Uh, I, I guess they just give that fancy name. Well, then stop giving it fancy names. Just call it an Extreme Rules match. Right? You know what? We know what it is. Just don't give it a fancy fucking name that you have to try to explain and make yourself look stupid. <laughs> Thanks, NXT. Fuck. It, I mean, it's not that hard. 
I don't, I don't, I don't think it is. But, uh, but, okay. So, let, let me, let me, let me first say that the match itself was fine. Was that, was I a fan of it? No, not, not particularly because I'm not really a fan of either one of these. Um, I don't want these girls. Um, especially, especially Cora J. She just takes me out of it. I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I like Roxanne Perez, but okay, all right. Well, I, I like, I like Roxanne Perez, but I'm just glad that the that this feud is over. Yeah, I just, I was getting tired of it. It, okay. it just didn't make any sense. Well, like Cora Jade is a heel doesn't make sense. I mean, that just it didn't make sense for her to turn on Roxanne when they were the tag team champions, though. That's what that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So, so okay, and then so the match itself is going fine, going fine. I'm gonna fast forward the review to one spot at the very end of the match. Okay. So we go up to the Ravens Nest, famous Ravens Nest. And it looks like, you know, they're trying to throw each other off. And this thing, I don't know who fucked up. I don't know if they both fucked up. I don't know. I have no fucking idea. But somebody, somebody fucked up something because it was just, Unbelievable! Because somebody, because somebody should have thrown somebody off. Instead of, instead they both do a Russian leg sweep and they both fall off the fucking thing. Oh, and it just looked horrific. It looked absolutely horrific. See, I'm telling you when when I say I had this on, I had it on, but like oh. I was watching, but at some certain points, like this show just took me out. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. And then, you know, Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp. There was one spot I'm going to talk about. It was it was a good brawl. It was fine. Nothing too memorable, other than the fact that um, Julius Creed got his his fingers legitimately smashed in the ambulance door and no sold it. So. Oh. Wow. The, the guy's a beast for that. I don't. I don't know if you've ever gotten your your fingers smashed in a door, ladies and gentlemen. But I have. And oh, that shit hurts like a bitch. Ouch. I mean, you're crying. Your eyes are. I mean, and he knows sold that like a like a gangster. I mean, good God. So he. So he is an absolute monster just for that. However, right, so um, let's talk about the, the stipulations for this match and why the stipulation itself kind of took me out of the match uh, to begin with. Okay. So, so it was if, if Kemp won, then I believe um, – Brutus would have been out of NXT. And, See, right, okay, and, right, right there. That that makes no sense. Why would Brutus be the one out of NXT? 
Well, let me um let me look up this let me look this up just to make sure I'm getting the stipulation right. No, so. you have the stipulation right, but I'm saying it doesn't make sense. Okay. Okay, well that's the way you said it. it was a little confusing. I thought maybe I had it wrong, but no, then, no, I know I'm asking you why it doesn't make sense. Why would it Bruce be the one that would have to leave? Wouldn't it be Julius? Um, well, well, I, I guess, I guess, I guess it was, um, I guess it was brother fighting for brother. I don't know. All right. Um, okay. I mean, I, I agree with you, but I guess that was the thought process. Yeah. And then, okay. and then if, of course, if, if Julius won, which obviously he did, then, then Brutus gets a shot at Damon. Ah, uh, okay. And if Damon, if, if. If Damon had won, then, then you know, the then the Creed brothers as tag team champions would have been out of NXT, which then would have made no sense at all. So you, you knew, you knew that Julius Creed was going to win this match, which is why when you have a stipulation as obvious as that one, when when the Creed brothers are nowhere near ready to. Um, jump to the main roster or it doesn't make any sense to take the tag team titles off of them uh, when they just left uh, the diamond mine mm-hmm. you know it's just why would you even block that stipulation that's what I, that's why I don't understand and then so next up we have the women's title match. Now, prior to the women's title match, a little bit earlier in the evening, we got some cinematic stuff. And I thought the cinematic shit had ended when, um, you know, at, when we got the Boneyard match between um, Undertaker and AJ Styles, which is... Are you talking about when, when Kaylee Ray attacked Mandy Rose and they, were, they fought into the, into the building? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, and then... And then both JC Jane and um and um GG Dolan got taken out. Okay. But like JC Jane was acting all scared, like I I don't want to go in there. But like if you watch horror movies, like she was actually being the smart one, right? I I don't know if anyone has ever I don't know if anyone's ever seen this commercial. I think it might be for like State Farm or Progressive auto insurance or one of those but there's this um there's this uh scene where um it's like a great it's like a graveyard or like a haunted house deal and the people are trying to, looking for a way to escape and they're hiding behind the chainsaws and the and the uh and the crazy michael myers type guy in the mask is behind them with the with the chainsaw getting ready to kill them and one of, the, one of the girls is like, why can't we just get it in the running car? And then, yeah. the, uh, and then the voice overture guy goes, you don't make very smart decisions when you're in horror movies. And that's, and that's what I felt like, uh, you know, with um, with uh, J.C. Jane. She was actually trying to be smart, but people kept that. Uh, Poo-pooing her, but I guess uh, I guess she came out looking like the smart one. Um, you know, and but but the issue that I have with um 
with uh, with this um, cinematic stuff. It's like we don't need it. Like we okay, it's Halloween havoc, but we we don't need this kind of this kind of bullshit. Like no. And if you're gonna have Chucky, I okay, I get it. It's USA Network and NXT's on USA Network. Raw is on the USA Network. I get it. Okay. And, uh, let me ask you a question. Speaking of, have you ever seen the show Chucky? Yes. Oh, really? Like how many episodes? Well, uh, uh, three or four. However, <laughs> okay. However, I am very familiar with Problem Child one through three, and several of the shitty, you know, remakes after that. Problem Child? What are you talking about? You mean Child's Play? Or Child's Play? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, and 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 trust me, and I'm I'm sorry, but but in comparison to 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 what we got with with Charles Lee Ray performing voodoo in in the Toy Store in Chicago, you know th- this this version of Chucky sucks. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I'm just wondering because uh, it's on the USA, so I was wondering if you had seen or if you've been watching it. Well, no, not not season two, but you know, it's just I'm partial to like you know the originals. I don't you know. know. I, I just can't do it. Like I I just, I'd rather stick to the original movies. Yes, and I I would too. I would too. I, you know, and it's like you know, and that's what the title of the show is going to be. Like this is the end, friend. You know, sorry, then, sorry, sorry. That's the title. This is the end, friend. Yes. All right. I'm just gonna write to the dead hunting. And it's just, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I get it, but I do. I need it No. But, but, um, but yeah. Once we got to the actual match after the earlier Halloween hijinks, which I just don't need. The match itself sucked. It was like seven minutes, and you know, I I texted you after the match, and I said, you know, the match sucked, but I'm willing to give Mandy a pass because, you know, I don't know how she was able to, I don't know how much she was able to prepare for the match or how much planning went into the match because she lost her brother, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, pretty. Uh, you know, pretty soon prior to the match. Yeah. Um. You know, so I'm I'm willing to give her her a pass for that one because I'm not a heartless asshole and and certainly uh you know my heart goes out to uh to her in that regard. Um, yeah. No. Nobody's trying to be a dick. You know. Uh. Some things are bet are bigger than wrestling, and that's certainly one of them. Yeah. But um. But the the main event um, was absolutely awesome. Uh, Braun Breaker, Ilya Dragunov, and JD McDonough. Jordan yeah. Devlin, goddammit. <laughs> right? The Irish ace, Jordan Devlin. Seriously. JD McDonough. Suck my dick. You, you, you know, I'm sorry, but this. 
This makes no sense. They like to change names, but they initially brought him in as Jordan Devlin. So why are they changing his name now? Uh, I I don't know. I hope hopefully Triple H changes it back. I, I please. We're <laughs> fucking. But this match was absolutely awesome. Um, everything everything about this. So. Sorry, Ben. Um, uh, yeah, keep going. I'm just uh, pulling up wrestling data. I want to see the ratings for these matches. Then uh, I'll give you all the ratings uh, after you're done with this one. So the match starts, and they both want to beat on McDonough because, if you recall, like the with the go home promo to this match on the on the go home edition of NXT mm-hmm. they were they were both going in on McDonough saying like not even your mother wants you to win this match like you suck you know like go, <laughs> go, go away so, like, okay you know Braun Breaker and you know, you're dragging off for like pulling each other off of 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 uh, Jordan Devlin trying to get out of which was counterproductive because they could have both just kicked his ass and uh, you know so anyway, so eventually uh, McDonough um, gets some, gets some offense in on Breaker in the corner um, before uh, Dragonoff comes back in and and gets in uh, gets in Breaker's face, um, uh, you know, and, and Breaker hits a belly to belly and sends McDonough to the outside, and we get. Uh, we get Dragonoff hitting Breaker with a boot to the face. Um, I'm not gonna go into this move by move because I hate that. Um, but um, it's everything about this was was awesome. Like the the false finishes were actually believable. Like and going into this, I never actually believed that. That McDonough had a chance in hell, but like this match and the way that it was laid out, and like him coming in and stopping the ref's hand from from making the three count, and just some of the, some of the innovative offense was really cool. Um, you know, there was a there was one spot where. Uh, where um, Breaker hit a uh, Frankensteiner, which was which which Dragonoff caught McDonough into a powerbomb combo. That was awesome. Um, um, Breaker managed to to German suplex both of them at one point at the same time, and then hits his uh, Goldberg. Power slam on Dragonoff. Uh, McDonough knocks uh, knocks uh, Breaker out of the ring to steal the cover, but uh, gets the kick out of it too. Um, uh, Dragonoff then cuts off Breaker's spear attempt with a jumping knee. I love the jumping knee. As I was saying before Zoom so rudely interrupted me, allowing me to strike my Stephanie Tanner pose. Um, 
So I love I love the ju- the jumping knee maneuver. I th- I think that that's awesome, especially as a as like a spear counter. Um, uh, second only to the pedigree in terms of countering the spear, but um, but after that we uh we got to, we got to the finish pretty quickly. Um, uh, Dragonoff went for a. Um, top rope backflash to set up the torpedo. Uh, this is where McDonough grabbed the referee's hand at two, like I mentioned earlier, is one of my favorite spots. Uh, Dragonoff then um, walked into a Spanish fly after chasing McDonough around the ring. Uh, M- McDonough then tried to... Um, Tried to send Dragon uh, off into the into the steps and injure his ankle, but he missed. Uh, then then he hit the um, then Dragonoff hit the Moscow torpedo. I love that move off the steps uh, to take out McDonough, and but then uh, he rolls back into uh, only to walk into a Braun Breaker spear. And I gotta tell you, not not that I not that I mind uh, Braun Breaker's spear, but ne- next to the next to the um, Moscow torpedo, the spear just looks weak as fuck. Sorry, but uh, you bring up the spear. Um, did you see what Bill Goldberg said uh, about no. uh, about Roman Reigns' spear? No, I did not. What do you say? That he spears like a girl. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I swear these these um, wrestlers or these legends or these uh, podcasters I've been through some of them with their stupid takes are ridiculous. Well, 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 well I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. At, at this point, every every time every time Bret Hart bitches about Goldberg, I'm like, shut up. But but, but then again, then again. Then again, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, shut up, Goldberg. But but. As it, as it relates to Goldberg, I, I will say this. Um, you know, I, I've talked about the fact that I was a fan of his uh, during his original run. And then when he came back in uh, 2017, and it's like, I want to do this for my kid. You know, and like I want him to see me do this at least one time. I was behind him with that. I thought it was cool. Uh, you know, and I, you know, and and me being a fan, and then me being much older, and being able to relive that, that was cool. You know, and and I don't have a problem with Bill Goldberg. I have a problem with Bill Goldberg beating the Fiend in Saudi Arabia. I have a problem with Bill Goldberg, you know, beating Brock Lesnar. I, you know, I got a problem with how Bill Goldberg yeah. is fucking used when he when 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 he when he can't have a a, a a regular last match he cannot do it so why is he back in here stealing paydays from the young guns when he clearly can't do it oh and by the way he nearly broke the undertaker's neck oh that was their other match over there right yeah no, I just uh, because you're talking about the spear, I just uh, I just don't want to throw it out there because I was uh, looking that I was looking on a uh, line and I saw that and I go, okay, just stop. Yeah, uh, but you know it's like I go back and forth with Bill Goldberg because um 
you know, I mentioned all that, and then I see the um, the uh, A and E documentary that they did on him, and you know, I real he came off like really likable and like you know, understanding the position that he was that he was in and understanding why people didn't like him and all that other stuff. And uh, so I go back and forth on Bill Goldberg, you know, but um. Yeah, stuff like that doesn't doesn't help them. Yeah. All right. So, um, going. Do you have anything else, or is that it for the main event? Uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Um. So, actually, before we go on, I want to get your ratings on the matches, okay? Because I have uh, wrestling data open here. So, first of all, they they had two kickoff matches. Uh, on the kickoff show, they had Keanu James versus Valentina Feroy and Axiom versus Javier Bernal. I have to ask, no, um, have you, what do you think about this guy, Javier Bernal? I haven't seen him. Okay, uh, all right, yeah, because uh, I guess you didn't watch the, the episodes he was on, okay. So the first match, the five-way, what, do you, what rating do you give out of the five? Well, first, let, let me ask you this just real quick, because I, I feel like, you know, we talked a lot about how I felt about the matches. What, what 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 were your take on the matches? Like, what were your favorite matches? What matches? No, for, did... for, for my, my favorites were the five, the opening, the five-way ladder match. Um, the Demi Lynch match wasn't bad, but and uh, the main event. For me, the 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 one I didn't really care about was the casket match. Yeah, I I, I agree absolutely. Um, okay, well I just wanted to make sure I didn't cut you all the way off. Yeah. Okay. No, so the the five way match. Uh, what do you give it out of five? I I give it a four and a half. Honestly. All right, and that is a hundred percent. Give it four four out of five. Yeah. Now, this this confuses me. Were, were, was there, when you said the cinematic match, was it because uh, match number two was listed as Alba Fire versus Mandy Rose? Did they... No, no the, it was the cinematic storytelling leading into the match with, oh, with, so uh, was... with Mandy Rose. Oh, so this one, uh, they, this website didn't mess that up. Okay, that's fine then. So the casket match, what do you give that one? A one. <laughs> I hated it so I much. Can't, I can't believe this. Hundred percent gave it a three. Fuck off. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Quarantine and Roxanne Perez. Two. Okay. Hundred percent gave it a three. Entirely too kind. It just it, you know we're not running a charity. We're being honest. <laughs> the ambulance match. I'll give it a three. Hundred percent, give it a four. <laughs> Damn. No, no. Okay, the Alba Fire Mandy Rose match. Two. Yep, hundred percent, give it a two. And the main event, the Braun Breaker, Ilya Dragunov, and JD McDonough. I'll give that. I'll give that a five. Yeah, hundred percent, give it a five. Overall, what'd you give this whole show? I'll give it a six out of ten. Okay, see out of five. What would you give it out of five? I'll give it a three out of five. Wow. 40% gave it a four out of five. Bullshit. (laughs) 
What is going on? I'm so I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, and to and to that end, uh, you know this this website that I use to do the reviews, um, it says it's very good, eight out of ten, which is bullshit. Oh, I this, no, which I, I, which, I, which I gave it a six out of ten. No, that's that's terrible. What? That's way too high. Eight out so, of ten. So wait a minute, wait a minute. So he contradicts himself right here. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention names because I'm not trying to be a dick. Okay. okay. Everybody has their opinion, but I but I legitimately don't understand this. So he goes, eight out of ten, very good. And but I quote, the show was mostly good, but aside from maybe the main event, there is nothing go- worth going out of your way to see. So how does that make the show an 8 out of 10 if there's nothing worth going out of your way to see? Don't that makes talk. no sense. That doesn't make, that doesn't make a, a lick of sense. The, this describes uh, NXT in a nutshell for the last several months. Good. It's not good. Holy fuck. NXT needs some kind of hot story or angle to spice things up a bit. I agree. Because the show is only going to be so good with what they're doing at the moment. I agree. Um, the show is a good example as they more or less turned Halloween Havoc into something closer to extreme rules, I agree. It had enough work and results, but nothing that blew me away. Uh, they had two matches that blew me away, uh, but everything else sucked. Uh, it's just, oh my god. And then, okay, so, so... Without without my commentary in the middle because I got my my mind is plumbed. This is this is what he said. Without my commentary, I quote: "The show was mostly good, but aside from the main event, there is nothing worth going out of your way to see." That describes NXT in a nutshell for the last several months. Good, but don't expect anything that is going to feel must see. NXT needs some kind of hot story or angle to spice things up a bit because the show is only going to be so good with what they're doing at the moment. This show was a good example as they more or less turned Halloween Havoc into something closer to Extreme Rules. It has good enough work and results, but nothing that blew me away. Fix that and NXT is that much better. If nothing else, stop overthinking these things and let the wrestlers showcase themselves instead of playing to some stipulation. For a special, it was good, but it didn't give me much to get behind with NXT going forward. With that being said, how was that 8 out of 10? Oh my god. Yeah. Right? Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know, I'd give it maybe a 3. 2.5-3. My man. Fair and balanced critique. (laughs) It's not that hard. Yeah, this wasn't uh, very good. Like I said, I had it playing in the background, but some points it just just the show just took me out of it. I mean, I just you know I I don't get it, but not nonetheless. All right, so uh, moving over to Raw, and once again, once again, you'll hear mostly my voice, and I apologize, but I'm uh, I'm helping Elio. I'm not I'm not over I'm not overtaking or dominating. Actually, uh, sorry. Yeah, anyway. Before you go on, um, sorry. Before you go on, uh, main events. They've been putting NXT guys on the main event lately. Like the most recent one, which took place last night. Von Wagner defeats Cedric Alexander, and Dana Brooke defeats Keanu James. 
I don't give a shit. Okay. I know, right? I'm, I'm, no, mm-hmm. no, I, I mean, I, I just find it uh, odd that they're putting these guys that uh, have a long way they will be for me in Mars. Uh, and, and, and not to be an asshole, but can I just be honest? I can't. I can't be the only one that's surprised that Dana Brooke still has a job. <laughs> no, I'm so I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> So, the opening sequence uh, is uh, Judgment Day, cutting a promo. I saw this part, yep. And this is, uh, this is Rhea Ripley putting up, pretty much putting over her new, her new boy toy dom. Even mm-hmm. though, even though she has publicly stated many times that she is dating Buddy Murphy, but it's just the magic of in-character professional wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you just gotta laugh. Yeah, you know, you know, you know what's really weird? Yeah. I swear if they do this, I'm not just like, uh, I'm just like, uh, too random thinking, right? I don't, I don't, I don't hope that this happens, but Imagine they do another wedding angle. Dom and Rhea Ripley. That would make Rhea Mysterio and Rhea's father-in-law. Well, what? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that, that's so bad. Oh, God. Well, don't, don't speak that kind of shit into existence, Elio. Please. Right? Please don't do that. I, I had a hard enough time getting through Monday Night Raw last night. All right, here you go. Go on. Go ahead. But uh, but so so it's full of sexual puns in in in, in regards to Dominic Mysterio's prowess, uh, and then uh, Dominic says that he he is this generation's Eddie Guerrero. That's part I did see. Yep. Or or more accurately, Eddie Guerrero was his generation's Dominic Mysterio. I'm, I'm, now, some people might ha- might have had a problem with this, but I was laughing on my ass off because I'm sure Eddie Gre- I'm sure Eddie's looking down on Dom, just laughing his ass off at that. <laughs> right? You know what? I liked this promo though. Yeah, yeah, I did too. And then, um, uh, so. So then, um, out comes AJ Styles and the rest of the OC to tell Dom to shut up. And he, he goes, that you, You're not Eddie Guerrero, you're more like this generation's James Ellsworth. <laughs> uh, and uh, and Carl Anderson gets on the mic to uh, to challenge Finn to a match, which takes us into the first match. Um, Carl Anderson versus Finn Balor. So with everyone from their respective factions at ringside, uh, here we go, and the bell rings for what was a very good match between Anderson and Balor, but you're not going to get a bad match with these two in the ring. Mm -hmm. So this was definitely a high point. Um, Next up, we have... What was absolutely a low point, Johnny Gargano and The Miz having a conversation about Dexter Loomis. Oh, okay. Because, you know, we haven't seen Dexter Loomis in weeks, and then all of a sudden, 
now Johnny Gargano knows the truth about, uh, you know, Dexter Loomis and and the Miz doesn't. And then the, the Miz throughout the evening is trying to bribe uh, Johnny Gargano to tell him the truth by, you know, s- sending a get well card to uh, to um, Candice LeRae because she got attacked by damage control, you know, at some point in the evening. You know, it, this whole thing is weird, but if, if, it, if it leads to some kind of resolution with Dexter Loomis and The Miz, I'm all for it because we have gotten no fucking explanation whatsoever. But just just tell me that we're getting DIY back together out of this, and I'll right. be fucking ha- and I'll be fucking happy. That's all yep. I want. Yep. Um. Let's see, and then. And then here's a low point: Our Truth versus the Miz. Now, oh. now don't don't jump down my throat. I know, I know, ladies and gentlemen, I understand. I I too find Ron Killings hilarious. I too understand that we're in Our Truth's hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina. I get it. I understand. I've never been to Charlotte, North Carolina, but I understand they have some delicious food, and I'm a and I'm a big fan of macaroni and cheese myself. But I don't need to hear a promo about macaroni and cheese on Monday Night Raw. So this gets a, this gets a low point because we had a match that was revolving around a feud that was revolving around. Macaroni and cheese. Oh and it went, boy! And it went two minutes and fifty-four seconds. Now, Ben, did you know that there's a new team that's been put together on a main event? That uh, I don't know if they're gonna bring them to Rob, but there's a new tag team. Oh God! Our Truth and Sean Benjamin. Why? Why would the, why would our truth and Shelton Benjamin be brought to the main roster? They've been putting them as a tag team on a main event. I'm, I'm not. I'm not being a smartass, but I. I no, I'm, no, I'm saying. Uh, I'm just wondering if they're going to bring them on the main roster as a tag team. I already know they're on the main roster. I'm saying. I wonder if they're going to bring put them on TV as a tag yeah. team because they've been on main <laughs> event. Yeah, the fact that Shelton Benjamin is not a multi-time world champion boggles my mind. So then we have um, Austin Theory versus Mustafa Ali. And the only reason I'm giving this a high point is because Theory actually won. Um, But I'm... I'm I'm also tempted to give it a low point as well because why is Ali all of a sudden beating people uh when when he has done nothing to earn a championship opportunity? Mm-hmm. I, look, I have nothing against M- Mustafa Ali. I've been screaming for years to get him on TV, if this is the route to do that, it's a little weird, but I'll you know I'll take it if it means he's on TV. Um, but I, I'm also a bit dubious 
that it's just for the run-up to Crown Jewel, and if that's the case, I don't give a fuck. And it's not because I don't give a fuck about Ali, it's because I don't give a fuck about Crown Jewel. Right. Um, So, if if Ali goes bye-bye after Crown Jewel, then why am I supposed to care? So, I guess time will tell right there. And then um, we have uh, almost. Oh no! No, okay, go on. We have almost in a four-on-one handicap match. Ben. Yeah. In the spotlight time. Go ahead. All right, the it's first cer- one. It's certainly more entertaining than the almost match. Okay, this is the first uh, guy. His name is they, uh, the name I'm seeing here is called Crucifix. So they just split it up into Crucifix appearance in from Raw. Oh God! As does the next guy, Luca Daniels. Third, Michael Stevens. Where, where do they come up with these fucking names? And Michael Stevens. This is this guy has. AEW and ROH on his uh, resume. So he had one match. Oh, cool. And uh, two matches, uh, losing tag team matches to the first to Bateman and Vincent on ROH Saturday night at center stage. And another tag team match, losing to Jasper Khan and Moses Maddox on, on ROH Saturday night at center stage. Both in 2019 and 2020. Cool. And the final note, this guy has Renaro has a whole lot. So he's got Shikaro, NWA, ROH, and TNA. Okay, well, I can respect that. So that is any spotlight so for this Four week. people got pinned in a minute and 42 seconds. And I hate these almost squash man. You know, you know. Okay. But, uh, you, 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 you tune in every week, ho- hoping that he may have improved. I don't think he's even trying to improve. Well, are they putting him in a position to improve, or do they just realize that he sucks that bad? And if and if they realize that he sucks that bad, why are they? Why is he still employed? Yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone cares about Omar seriously. I mean, that's bad, but uh, I well, you know, nobody gives a fuck about Omar. I mean, nobody. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, like, you know, I was um, I was on Twitter, um, and uh, and somebody uh, somebody pointed out to one of my favorite podcasters of how. Omas equals ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or like excuse, excuse, excuse me, excuse me. What? Omas equals ratings. Since when? I don't know. Okay, um, but apparently he draws interest. Draws sure, interest. From, draws interest from who? Big and tall advertisers. What the fuck? Bigger and taller. <laughs> you know, shit. Yeah, right. I just, I, you know, this guy sucks. 
and and speak and but moving on to something and, and and a wrestler that doesn't suck but a match that did suck chad gable versus elias now ladies and gentlemen i love me some chad gable i do you know when this when this gimmick first popped up with with Chad Gable and Otis, I'm like, oh god, what are they doing to poor Ch- Chad Gable? I'm like, I'm like, this. <laughs> but you know, I'm like, well, because my original thought, Elio, was seriously that this 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 isn't going to be much better than the Shorty G shit. Right. I'm I'm like, oh god, but but. But thankfully, thankfully, both uh, Chad Gable and, and uh, Otis proved me wrong. And, yep. and 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 Otis in particular, since since he got that that comedic shit off of him, um, has really uh, grown on me. And I think I think Otis could be something. Um, I still feel bad for Tucker Knight because I think he got railroaded with how heavy machinery. Uh, itself got railroaded by that Mandy Rose and Otis storyline, mm-hmm. but I, I I very much prefer this version of Otis. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, something about this Elias versus Chad Gable situation um, wasn't working. Uh, it, it, and and I've never been much of an Elias fan. I'm just I'm just not I'm not a fan of the way he works. And I wasn't a fan of this match. Now, prior to this match was another low point that Uh-oh. I feel obligated to point out because I I understand why people find it funny. I get it. I'm not a I'm not like a a, a, a stiff ass who can't laugh. But it gets it gets old, right? Um because after after Elias's return segment with with um, Matt Riddle a, a few weeks ago, you know um, Matt Riddle comes up to Elias in the back and he's got bongo drums again. Yes. Oh God. And you know, in in case um, in, in case my co-host or my audience. And I don't mean this as an insult to you guys, but clearly WWE does. But in case um, some of you guys aren't intelligent enough to figure this out, the reason why Matt Riddle is using bongos is because he's a pothead and likes to smoke the bong. You know, I just, you know, okay, we've had, you know, we get it. Matt Riddle's a fucking pothead. Yeah, can we get back to the serious Matt Riddle that was in the fight bit with Seth Rollins? Yep. He goes. So he goes from Seth Rollins to fucking Elias. Right. I mean, did Matt Riddle piss somebody off backstage? Well, I mean, what the fuck? Is is Vince McMahon back in in Gorilla? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesus fucking Christ! This is just not good. 
Um, so next up, um, and I and I do see the time, but I think I have time to get through uh, one yeah, more. You're good. You're good. Um, next up, we have uh, let's see, uh, Baron Corbin. Oh God, I always wish I didn't have to mention that. You message me. <laughs> I, you know. I I almost turned the TV off completely before this statement even got on because you know I was just I was tired I you know had a long day wanted to go to sleep but it, like sleep wasn't happening Ralph was still on so I'm like oh what the hell I'll just finish it whatever um so I turned it back on and. And here's this situation. And the first thing I hear upon turning the show back on is did you just call the end of days ring around the rosies? What? That's right, folks. Kevin Patrick called the end of days finisher by Baron Corbin or I should I should say no he called the deep six set up to the end of days the ring around the rosies ladies and gentlemen I like Kevin Patrick as a backstage interviewer yeah I think he does a great job I can't stand him as a, a lead commentator on Monday Night Raw. No. You suck at your job. Now, I'm not ready to put him in the Mike Adam Lee or um, Adnan Burke category, but holy shit. Adnan Burke, you better, you better make room in that bigger boat of yours, buddy, because you did this shit's going down fast. Um, this, yeah, this shit sucks. This, but but even more, even more of what sucks is is JBL's commentary what? as this match is taking place. Okay, because he's comparing Baron Corbin to as like. He could be this generation's Wes Briscoe. He could be Bruno San Martino. He could fit in any in any era of any time in wrestling and be anybody, including Wes including I almost said Wes Briscoe. He could probably beat Wes Briscoe, but he couldn't beat Uncle Briscoe or Jack. Or Uncle Gerald or Jack Briscoe. You know, it's just ridiculous. This gimmick is not working. Uh, you know, I I think JBL is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He lo- he looks ridiculous in these suits. Uh, he he's he's got people backstage calling him N- MC Hammer Pants live on Monday Night Raw. You know, I just I I don't get it. And um, I I will leave you with that disturbing imagery. As we head into our commercial before Zoom kicks us out again.
So, ladies and gentlemen, we thankfully we were gracefully able to exit soon this this time. So, um, so we were talking about Baron Corbin and uh, Johnny Gargano, and um, I, I was I wasn't gonna mention to you Johnny Gargano dancing around in JBL's hat. But I, but I do, I did find that I did find that entertaining because I always find JBL getting pissed off to be entertaining. Um, but uh, but aside from that, you know, I I don't I don't really get the gimmick of of Baron Corbin, but I can't really knock the match because it was one of the best matches of the night next to uh, next to Finn Balor and Carl Anderson. So. From an in-ring perspective, I'm cool with it. Um, I just I just don't get where they're going with it gimmick-wise. Um, ne- next up, main event, uh, Bailey defeated Bianca Belair. Um, well, I have a question. Was this for the title? No. Oh, okay, all right, okay. That, I, I thought I thought this was for the title. No, it was not. But. Um, I can understand why you thought that because it ended up being uh, 23 minutes and 10 seconds. And in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, this match was actually better than the match they had at the most recent pay-per-view, um, which which ended up being a ladder match. And I not that the ladder match was bad, but I just thought it was a little bit awkward at certain points. Um, but this was actually pretty good. Um, and... Uh, and we actually got um, a very cool uh, sequence where um, where um, uh, Bianca Belair hit um, a Bailey to Bailey suplex on Bailey, and then Bailey hit one back on her uh, before hitting the um, the rose. Playing it later in the match, I'm I'm not clear on why she switched finishers. I guess because she's a heel or whatever. Um, or I, originally I thought it might be injury related, but um, but I think it was more because she's a heel. Um, but yeah, th- I'm not gonna go through through this move by move, but this was this was very very good. Um, and uh, one of the absolute high points of the night took place after the match. And that is the return. Yes, the prayers to the wrestling gods. No, not your JBL. The actual wrestling gods. And no, I will never call Baron Corbin a wrestling god. That that in and of itself is why this gimmick is not going to get over because Baron Corbin is not a wrestling god. I'm sorry, but the actual wrestling gods delivered us from the evil of Nikki Ash and give us back the angel of Nikki Cross. Father <laughs> <laughs> yes. Elio has, has donned his collar and is folding his hands and, and joining me in prayer today. For the return of Nikki Cross. I'm so excited. Let's bow our heads for a moment of silence. <laughs> Th- thank you. Thank you so much. 
You look at an unruly child in church. You can't even observe a holy moment of silence for the return of Biggie Cross, goddammit. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you, you, you made me take the Lord's name in vain in church, Ellie. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> but, yes, we got the return of Nikki Cross. Thank God. Now, ladies and gentlemen, um, I have been waiting for this since the very first appearance of almost a superhero, Nikki Ash. Thank Christ, the butterfly is dead. Thank God. I am so excited. Now, do I think we're going to get the, the, um, the Aleister Black, um, you know, level uh, Nikki Crossback? No. And, and for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, I feel bad for you. Um, no, she was the one that revealed the secret um, to Aleister Black as to who attacked him in uh, the NXT parking lot, the infamous NXT parking lot back in uh, NXT Black and Gold. Um, and she would talk in uh, whispers and rants, and and she did the whole sanity gimmick, and uh, and in NXT Black and Gold, and she was actually very very good. And um, if you're not familiar with Nikki Cross very much as a wrestler outside of this. Uh, atrocious gimmick I I do urge you to go back to some of the old NXT matches that she's had because Nikki Cross not Nikki Ash can fucking wrestle not not running not run around in, 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 in superhero outfits having tea with Alexa Bliss no thank Christ now, now, now that Triple H has delivered us from the evil that is, that is, that is Nikki Ash, can we please get Piper and Evan back? Can we please drop Lily from Alexa Bliss's gimmick? I mean, you know, he, now granted, folks, I wasn't the biggest fan of this edition of Monday Night Raw, which I, which I think I've done a pretty good job of explaining why. Um, you know, in a fair and balanced fashion. But it's little Easter eggs like this that when I hear, like, there hasn't been much change under the Triple H administration. Excuse me, you verified virgins of the internet wrestling community. Do <laughs> you not pay attention to, to anything you're watching? Yes, there is. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know these people. <laughs> should they come up with? <sighs> Have a shave, take a shower, go outside. <laughs> Have an ego. <laughs> uh, Egos are delicious. <laughs> Alright, so is this all we have for Raw? Yes, indeed. All right, now, Ben, um, before I go over my list, I have something for you. On, cool. I found this um, just recently on TikTok. Cool. Now, you are going to create your own faction. 
All right. Cool. So the way this works, you're, you, you're going to pick four wrestlers, okay? And uh, you know the deal. Two seconds and then say stop, all right? You're going to do this four times, all right? Yep. All right. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. And go. Stop. Oh. Hmm. No, wait, wait, we're we, we gonna do it over again. I'm gonna, cause, um, yeah, I don't like that. Cause it wasn't, oh, okay, here we go. Stop. Hmm. Your first, um, your first superstar is Roddy Piper. My man, my man Ski. Alright, so we have Piper. So that's your first one. Alright, now we're gonna go with number two and go. That. Ooh. Okay. Stone Cold. Very good. Alright. What? I like this so far. Alright. And go. Stop. Well, let me do it again, huh? So you have Roddy Pepper, Stone Cold. Ooh, okay. Yeah, Christian Cage. Okay. Go. All right. And your final one. Go. Stop. Oh. So here's what your faction looks like. Roddy Piper, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Christian Cage, Chad Gable. I I like it. <laughs> a nice mix. Alright. R- random, but I like it. Alright, so I have I had this for a while on my phone. I've been keep forgetting to do this. Now Ben I have, and I watched this uh, a while back. This this was three hours. This is called the 100 scariest moments in horror movies. So of course we're going to go through all 100. We're going to do ten. We're going to take ten at a time until we reach number one. All right. Very good. So here we go at number 100. We have 28 days later. Okay. And number 99, we have Creep Show. I've never heard of that one, but okay. And number 98, we have Zombie 2, I've never heard of. And 97, we have Cat People. Cat People. And number 96, you've heard of this one, The Birds. Yes, I actually love that movie. That's actually... One of my, that's actually my mom's uh, favorite, was my mom's favorite movie growing up. Such a fun movie. I love that movie. That's one of my favorite Alfred Hitchcock movies. Uh, absolutely. Every time it's on, I always, sit, I always sit down and watch. Oh, and speaking of um, Alfred Hitchcock movies, and we'll get back to this real quick. I just wanted to see. Have you ever seen the movie M by Alfred Hitchcock? M, it's a 1932 silent film. Yeah. Yeah. 
fantastic. Fucking great. Because uh, the poster has a, a hand like that, and it's got the, the letter M in red. Absolutely. Yeah, I created a movie poster for that. I'll show you off air. Fucking great. All right, then we had 95, we had Jurassic Park. Have you... what, what was so scary about that? I don't know, I guess dinosaurs, I don't know. Now, did you... But Jurassic Park's not a horror movie, though. Nah, I wouldn't say it's a horror movie. I saw this when it came out at theaters. I went to the movies to watch this. But, I mean, like, even, but, like I was... I, but, like, I'm confused because I was five years old when that thing came out. And I remember watching it then, and I wasn't, like, freaked out by it at all. Oh, so I don't understand why it made this... this I, I'm wondering if it's because the Tyrannosaurus, when that when uh, that guy was uh, sitting on the toilet and the Tyrannosaurus just ripped the roof off of the outhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that, that could be scary. I'd be scared. <laughs> yeah. All right, at number 94, we have Pacific Heights from Michael Keaton and um, Matthew Modine and Melanie Griffith, I believe. Yes, and and I haven't seen it, but Matthew Modine was always a fantastic actor, and he was he was like the one of the most perfect actors for horror movies. Now this movie was really good. I really enjoyed Michael Keaton's role in this one because, like, he was like really creepy in this one. It's It's a creepy tenant. Then at 93, we have Child's Play. Yes. And 92, we have Village of the Damned. Okay. Yeah. All right. At 91, we have Shallow Grave. Never heard of that one. And at number 90, we have The Night of the Hunter. I've never heard of that one either. I've I've heard the name. I've never uh, seen a movie. So that is the first, uh, the first 10 on this list. And we will have... 80, we have um, 89 to 90, 89 to 79 on the next episode. Yes, and that will be on Saturday. Yes, but now we're into Ben's favorite segment, Wrestling Roulette. Absolutely, sir. And this, I just play 10 fluid seconds of 21 themes. My co-host has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. And we will be back shortly as I pull up this playlist. All right, Ben, we're ready. And he, are you ready for your first one? Yeah. Here we go. Oh, um, that's a tough one. Um... I'm not sure. Okay, now I uh, this is perfect because uh, I can I forgot to mention the new rules we have. Anytime an NXT theme shows up or Tommy Dreamer's theme, not the Elson Chain one, but his other theme, anytime those show up, it is minus one. So Ben, you are minus one because that was Tatum Paxley. Okay. All right. So here we go. <coughs> Here's the next one. Are you ready? Yeah. 
Bret Hart. Bret Hart, you are on the board with one. You can't. I can't give you zero because you, you got that one right. So you can't. You can't start off with zero. Though. All right. <laughs> Here we go with theme number three. Are you ready? Yep. Triple H, you are with two. All right. Very good. All right, here we go with number four. I always miss that one, but I don't know. That is Dina Brooke. Who cares? <laughs> All right, so that is here. We go with number five. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Not sure. All right, Ben, that is an NXT theme. That is Brooks and Jensen, so you're back down to one. Yeah, I'm not doing too well here. You are one and four. All right, here we go. You ready? Yep. Apparently, I'm one and five because I have no idea. That is the body donors. Jesus Christ. Flash from the past. <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. The union. The union. Wow, this time you, you got it this time. Usually you don't get that one. All right, here we go. My good friend and yours. Well, he should be, especially since he's Canadian. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. So you are, wait. Sorry, it's three and what? Because I forgot to put the count on there on that one. What is this? Uh, so that was three and six. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So. So it's uh, nine tracks or eight? No, it's eight tracks, right? We'll just say eight. Yeah. No, it was nine, because you're, you're three and six, yeah. Okay. Because the way I have it on my screen here, it does. Hold on, let's see if you can see that. Yeah. I have the three is how many you got, right? The nine is how many tracks to plate, and see, it shows the total at the bottom. 
Yeah. Six. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Track number 10. Are you ready? Yep. Coco, beware. No, it is not. Actually, that is an AEW theme. I think we need to amend that anytime NXT or AEW shows up. It's minus one. All right. Oh, but it's um, actually, I, I, I now know, I, I figured out who it was, but. I mean, if okay. you, it, 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 no, if, if you know it, the. Uh, it's it's good if if you know it, it's fine. It's, I I think it's Jungle Boy. It's Jungle Boy, so I will give you that four and four and ten. Okay. But I'm saying for future, like if AEW or NXT shows up, it's minus one, unless you unless you know it, and then I'll give you the point. Okay. All right. So here we go. You are four and six. Right, four and six. Yes. All right, here we go. Can you replay that for me? All right, here we go. Um, I'm not sure. Well, where is she? That is Zaylee. Oh God! Yeah. All right, here we go. All right, whatever. Four and seven. Okay. God damn, I don't know. That is too much. Okay. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> not, not, not you on the situation. Are you real? Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson, you are up to five. All right. Those, those, those Sable and Tori Wilson bikini contest when I was young. Holy shit. Stirring up thoughts. Right. Stirring up thoughts I didn't understand. All right, track 14. Are you ready? Indeed. So funny story. So, um, so one time we were uh, we were reviewing uh, WrestleMania 17 uh, for uh, on here, for the, yeah, for the, yeah. the, sh- okay. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I remember, I remember when um, when the Dudley Boys match came up and and they did the entrance. Well, Sliva performed their entrance theme. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, Stacy Keebler came to dance with the, with the lead singer, uh, Josie Scott. And he was like, he couldn't believe it. And like, but then, but then you could kind of see, um, you could kind of see uh, Bubba get jealous because he was off head banging with the, with the, uh, with the drummer, and then he came over and started dancing with her too because he was getting like I don't know if he was like protective or jealous of her or whatever. It was just kind of fun. It was just kind of funny. All right, <laughs> so. Uh... Here we go next six and uh yeah fourteen tracks. This is number fifteen, you ready? Yep. Wait, what is this? Where did this come from? Rob Power. You know what? Doesn't even I don't even know why that's in there, so that's just weird. Here we go. <laughs> the fuck? Sounds like Jack Nicholson's team when he was a choker <laughs> <and> Batman. <laughs> when they, when they, you know, uh, when they vandalized yeah, the party man. <laughs> yeah. That is party on DJ Gabriel and Alicia Fox. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should I should get a point just for that reference. God damn it! <laughs> All right, move on. Right, here we go. Edge, Edge. So you are you are up to seven. All right, track 17, are you ready? Yep. Uh, Toxic Attraction? Nope. That is Riddick Moss. Okay. All right. So here we go, track 18. That is terrible. Sounds like Michael Jackson getting ready to sing on the Free Willy soundtrack. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure. That's your good friend and my brother love. No, okay, all right, no, 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 we're not counting that. Fuck you, brother. You're, you're, exiled from the, you're exiled from the list, and you're not a minus one, you're just exiled. Yeah, you know what? I'm not even going to give you a minus on that one. I'm going to keep it at seven and give you another one. Okay, cool. But that's still track 18. No, I'm not gonna give you that. That one's the WCW theme. Unless you know, even unless you want to see guys. Uh, Halloween? No. WCW. There was no wrestler named Halloween in WCW. Yes, there was. Oh, it was? Yeah. So she, so she won my turn, remember. 
No, but that that's uh that was uh Mortis. Oh, okay. So but yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna give you another one. Dealer Brown. No. That is K Quick. Sorry, wrong killings. <laughs> All right, track 20. We have two more. Are you ready? Yeah. I suck Donkey Kong dick today oh, at this game oh, today. Oh, bad, bad image. Damn. <laughs> that is <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. Uh, who gives a fuck? <laughs> All right, last one. Are you ready? Yeah. Sounds cool, but I don't know who it was. That is Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, shit. So you are 7 and 14. Yeah, not great. All right, so that brings uh, Wrestling Reload to a close, and Ben Wayne's here we close out the show for the Saturday. Very good. All right, fans, so that is our show for today. Halloween Havoc, Monday Night Raw, and of course, everything else. We'll be back on Saturday with a brand new episode covering the rest of this week, as well as, I believe we have, do we have Halloween Havoc at 89? Saturday? Yes. Yes. And we have Halloween Havoc 89, and of course, we will continue on with the horror movie list numbers. 89 to 79. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Good night to the fans. Thanks for hanging out. And you guys didn't hear this, but we, we restarted because I sucked so many times. So thank you to Elio so much for hanging in there with me. And uh, we'll see you on Saturday. All right. <laughs>